0: there we are. Hello. (laughs) It's good to be back here again among you. I think it must have been about three years ago that we were here. It seems the other day. I can't believe it was three years. As you can hear, Greg and I have an accent, come from South Africa, where I was on the staff of Jubilee Community Church there for many years, and was then called to the UK and we are now based at City Church, Cambridge, um, which is also part of New Frontiers, um, and yeah, part of our family of churches. And so it's a big honor to be here again, having, knowing Martin for a a number of years and the, the leadership team. And so we just love it to come back and see what's happening. I mean, there's so many of you. It's the most, it's wonderful to see the big crowd. Brilliant, all come to worship Jesus or to come and hear about Him. And um, so, thank you for being here. And for me, because I've encountered, I'm supposed to speak on encounter this morning. And I've encountered Jesus so powerfully in my work in South Africa and seen um, how He comes and uses individuals who are born again. And led by the Spirit and also the church. The church is so powerful as we encounter him and move out in his power. And then coming to this nation um, and just watching the big picture of what God is doing in this nation as was so wonderfully prayed about this morning and looking and looking at the role of the church and so on. Um, over the past... Last year, I started getting a tapping in my feet, saying, "Father, Father, what are you gonna do? Do something with the church because the church is powerful but a bit quiet. You can nod or shake your head or point your finger at me or something, but you know, but quiet, but quiet, and I suppose." As I said, I come from a place of having seen the church encounter God, and then come and do stuff and roar um, in power. In in just the, we've just got so much to give of hope and encouragement to the world, and um, and I was praying lots and lots and lots about it last year, and being stirred. And then one night, I was at a conference or somewhere, and I'd prepared something to bring, and God woke me up in the night. And he said to me, I must tell the church um, that he has opened up the wells. The wells of the church in this nation has been opened. And I had to, you know, I sat up and I wrote things out and I changed my whole talk the next day and brought this that the wells of the church have been opened, where they have been blocked for a number of years by stuff, you know, and maybe mindsets, things that happen, and the church gets a bit on the back foot. The wells are open and the church in this nation is now on the front foot again. That's quite something, eh? Hey? That's quite something. And so he has said, I, I must speak it over various places he sent me. But then, I, and I did this, and then after a few weeks, I remembered something. Three years ago, when I stood here speaking, do you know what I spoke on? the title that was given me by Martin at the time to speak on, Redigging the Wells. (laughs) And I got quite excited and I wanted to send an email immediately up to the eldership here and I thought, now I'm going to wait. I didn't have the invite yet, but I thought I'm going to wait and see. (laughs) But, you know, because I wanted to come in person, really. And they've got no idea. They've got no idea what I was going to say today. Um, and I just felt it's, prof- it's a prophetic time. And I think it was also January that I spoke here on redigging digging the wells, which was, ab- and I'm going to read to you from Genesis 26, verse 18 to 22. But just the story behind, Abraham had dug many wells, Uh, his servants had dug wells, and there was always water available. But when Abraham died, the Philistines came and stopped up the wells. You know, sometimes the the Philistines in our own lives stop up our wells, and stuff happens, and mindsets happen, and there's, you know, grieving or Something or some negative thing happens, or bitterness, or somebody lets us down, and we get these rocks in our wells, and our wells get stopped up. It's a bit like the Philistines coming and stopping them up. And we have an enemy who certainly enjoys messing with us um, and whispering lies to us, and then our wells get stopped up. But then Isaac came along, and he sent his servants out. To unstop the wells, to redig. And it says Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham died. And he gave them the same names his father had given them. Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there. But the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen and said, The water is ours. So he named the well Essek, because they had disputed with him. Then they dug another well, but they quarreled over that one also, saying he named it Sitna. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. He moved on from there and dug another well, and no one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth, saying, Now the Lord has given us room, and we will flourish in the land. And having spoken of on this and and when I spoke on it, I spoke about things that clog up um, of disappointment and unforgiveness and doubt and distraction and so on, and all the negative things that come to block us, and we had a time of praying for the unblocking. But what God has said to me about you is you have been diligent in calling on him. And he has heard you. And he has come, and the wells are unblocked. He's not unblocking wells. The wells are unblocked. And you need to walk in it. And I was interested to hear there's a new thing, this word. I got quite excited. There's a new thing. And it's it's an old thing, but it's a new thing because it's a new day of walking in the good of what God has spoken over you. If you've prayed about disappointment and anger and bitterness, then even today it's time to get it totally broken because you're actually free and need to walk in the freedom of it. But sometimes we get into the habit of thinking it's still there. And we want a people who walks out of here this morning and leaves the baggage behind because it's a new day. It's a new day. The wells are unclogged in this nation. The church is on the move again. You agree? You up for that? It's a big thing. It's a big mindset change. Where we've been on the back foot, we're now on the front foot. We are now there as the, the change agents, as the advances of the kingdom. But it was a special word to you as Barnabas Church. That God has heard you. And that he has already come to do the work. And now it's up to you to step into it. At the time when I spoke, I said that we are sometimes like uh, the Lion King. If those of you who were here, maybe you'll remember. Um, And the Lion King, um, the big king, Gets killed by Scarface. And um, and he blames... Um, the big king's name is Mufasa. And Scar is his brother and wants the kingship. But it's not for him. It's actually for... Let me see who it was. Simba. There we are, Simba. <laughs> with a little help from the congregation. There we are. A, we're a team, you see. And... <laughs> and it was Simba's right to to be king, but, um, but Scar blamed Simba. So Simba ran away with such guilt and became somebody else, and he had a friend. He made friends with a warthog named Pumbaa and a meerkat named Timon, or you would say Timon but I think this is a bit African, so it's Timon, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Bit of elocution, yeah. Um, And he had run with them for so long that he forgot who he was, and he ate like them and did their things the same as them because he'd taken on their habits. And then Rafiki, the monkey, comes along and says to Simba, do you know who you are? And Simba replies, and I suppose you know. And Rafiki responds, I sure do. You're Mufasa's boy. And as Simba starts to believe that, he looks in the water as a mirror and he sees who he really is. And Simba finds courage that drives out his fear. And starts to change the world around him. And I felt God give me that at that time. And when I read what I'd said, after this word God gave me last year, I've been waiting to say, you are children of God. Sometimes we behave, the world is quite tough. And sometimes we fit in and think, even in our hearts we know something is... We've got more power than that. We fit in to somebody else's shape. But the wells are open. And we've got to look in the water and see the face. Our own face as a child of God. Full of power and courage and wholeness. The time has come. The time has come for us to begin changing the world and serving the king. You can say yes or no, or so. Please respond. Is that okay? Yeah? I'm sure some of you are quite loud, so. Uh-huh. Martin, respond. <laughs> Shame I pick on him because I know his name. <laughs> now, last night, or yesterday, Andrew and Lois gave me your vision statement. It's brilliant. I'm stealing it because there's so much that I can go and give to other churches because it's done so well. Then part of that is encouragement. No, not in- encouragement tonight. Encounter. We believe in the experiential reality of the Christian faith, both at conversion... And in practice, through the word and spirit, we want our meeting to be full of the life that flows from encounter with God. Who's encountered God here? And would you put your hands up? I think that's quite an encounter. That is really quite an enc- That's powerful. That is so powerful. The power that's in this room is totally incredible because you've encountered God And we will go on encountering him. We want our personal devotional prayer and Bible reading to be alive with the voice of God. Who wants that? Father God, will you come and do that for us? Father, we want this vision statement to actually become ours, real in our hearts. We want to hear your voice as we are reading the Bible, or praying, or walking, or at work, or wherever. We want to be open to your voice, Lord. Out of that encounter, we minister and ask what God will do in every situation we face. So it's not about us having the answers, but about God, um, we being in touch with God and saying, what must I do? And him coming to give us words or help. Because he's, he wouldn't come and save us and give us the Holy Spirit and then leave us to cope. Holy Spirit is in us to help us day after day after day. So we need a daily encounter with God because we're the presence carriers of God wherever we go. We take him from here. He's not just here, as you know, but we take him out into the world. And wherever we go, his presence is with us. And we are, what's a nice word? Exuding. The aroma of Christ wherever we go. We are We are atmosphere changes wherever we go. We just are. It's not we are going to become. We just are because he lives in us. We are so powerful. And we need to get our Simba back. Know who we are and what we are able to do. Out of that encounter, we minister and ask God... Uh, Ask what God will do in every situation we face. We want to lead people not just to, list to a, into a list of truths, but to, encourage, to an in, encounter with the living God. Not just listen, but it's listen and do, and have an encounter, and make a difference wherever we go. You know, reading the book of Acts, Acts 2, which we love, the Holy Spirit comes with fire on people. Remember that? the 120, all hidden away, all scared, and the Holy Spirit comes. The interesting thing to me, as I read it, I love putting myself into the story, and as I read it, the verses after that says, and then they started speaking in other languages, and everybody heard their language spoken. There was a lot of everybody's around at that time. Now, did everybody... Go up the stairs to the upper room. Did everybody fill the upper room, or was it that the encounter was so big, that encountered the spirit of God with such potency that he drove them out? I throw that to you. Were they driven outside by the power of the this wonderful spirit? says so when they got outside they were overflowing with joy you know when we when we encounter jesus preaching the gospel or saying his name is not difficult you can't keep quiet it bubbles over this woman who brought that encouragement this morning whoa she couldn't stop <laughs> because it bub he bubbles up he bubbles up with delight and it's for the for the good of us and for the good of the world and so people were out there well, they were either came to the upper room, it would have been very full, or they spilled out because the power of the Spirit just takes us out so that we can uh, be encouraging to people. Amen? So when we leave here today, it's to spill out full of the Spirit and bring great encouragement. I want to read something else to you. This is a blog by Nick Spencer, who is the let me just get it. The director of research at TheOS, the UK's leading religion and society think tank. And he talks about the religious affiliation. Religious affiliation is down, but Christianity's role in society is booming. It's booming. The wells have been open, church. Things are not the same in this nation anymore. Things are happening. Good things are happening all over. I'll read this just now. Li- let me tell you about Yinka. Yinka Oriencon, I think it is, from the Gate Church in Reading. And this... Man has been so filled with the Spirit that he's trained up his teams to go on the streets in Reading, and this is here in the UK, Reading, UK, not Reading in the US, Reading, UK. And they go out in the lunch hours and they speak to people, ask them if they want to be prayed for. And people are so open that I think in two months... 2,500 people had made commitments. And it's not this hit-and-run thing. Oh, look at all this. They've given their name and address. And they're all being followed up, not just by the one church, but by lots. And Yinka has been going all over this nation and actually speaking to people. And I saw on Facebook last week, that uh, um, I'm in the sphere, Relational Mission... And our apostolic man is Mike Betts. And I saw a a picture on Facebook of Mike Betts and Yinka at the top of the Sky Garden in London. And I'm thinking, Mike has met with Yinka. I love that because we're going to get the bonus because Yinka is carrying something of revival. And he goes into places, and it's not just for him. He stirs up revival everywhere because he can, because we can. And so up to now, there have been thousands of people in this nation who have made commitments to Jesus and are being followed up. Something is happening in the nation. The wells have been unblocked. And the river is flowing again from the church into society. You up for that? You want the river to flow from you? Because the Bible says, out of our inmost being, the springs of living water will flow over many, over many. That is our right. That is our Simba right. Because we belong to the king. We are children of the king. And Nick Spencer talks about uh, the role of um, religion, society, and so on. And he says about People say religion is dead. The church is getting smaller. You know, church is dying. No, it's. (laughs) I love that. eh? And um, and he says that the church is doing even more good now in society. It's a whole new season of doing good in society. You know, with cap, with dead things, with food banks, and so on. And he says it 's not a bolt on anymore. He puts it um, and he mentions mental health programs, street passes, homeless shelters, refugees, asylum support, mums and dads. He lists the whole thing and um, and and then he says, and this is not a bolt on anymore it 's not we sing and pray and lift our hands on a Sunday, and then we go and do these things it 's become joined because we 're singing and praying where we are in these uh, um, good things we're doing, but we're also bringing them tr- straight back into you. They are not being f- people are not being forced to choose between the two. You know, there was a time of you either very religious here, or you're doing social action. But actually, the two go together. And in Cape Town, I have, w- I have come against injustice, and I've preached the gospel and seen many people saved. The two. Just have to go together, and it's being seen in this nation now that if they go they're being linked together in it with more power but then he says the church these various trends suggest that the church of the future, at least in the u k will be smaller. He's not saying the the size of the congregation he's saying you know. I think this used to be a Christian nation, like South Africa was a Christian nation. Now it's postmodern and post truth. And so it's like people are more willing to say they are atheists now. And he says, at least in the sense th- that there being few, fewer people will call themselves Christian, but more intensely active. In effect, a smaller church, but a more Christ like one. Yeah. Do you see? So Christians are now being Christians, instead of just wearing the label. You up for that? Yeah. This all comes from encountering God, from being filled, from knowing who we are in Him, that He died on the cross for us, and that he, we are forgiven, covered with His blood, seated in heavenly place. We are. We don't. If there's any of you today, and this is not your place, you don't know what I'm talking about. Am I? Today, you can leave here a child of God. You can leave here. You can come to us afterwards and and say, what are you talking about? And we will tell you about Jesus and how he died for us. And he comes and he fills us and he gives us this power for ourselves. And he cleans us up and changes us and blasts the rocks in our wells. And he unblocks us so that we flow into society to make a difference, um, the, the young man who prayed here th- this morning he said, You know it's a difficult year. we're going into a tricky year, but you know what? it's only tricky, really, if you don't know God. Can I say that? Because those of us who know God we 're the answer. We are not negative, we are not hopeless, we are full of hope. In Cambridge, a, fi- a friend of mine last week was at a bus stop or whatever. And a woman was standing there and started to say, oh, so bad, and so on. And my friend took a chance and said, well, actually, I'm a Christian. And I'm quite excited for this coming here to see what's going to happen and what God will do. And she thought she was going to get an answer like, oh, boy, you know, you stupid or something. And this person said to her, oh, you've made my day. You've got hope you've got hope, do you see we have lost that art? maybe we think the world isn't looking for us. The world is hungry it's hungry. The nations are shaking, but the but the church is unblocked and ready to bring healing and hope not to judge jesus didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. We are the savers, the healers Jesus saves, but we're the ones who go and bring. The gospel word. We go and bring hope and light. And we talk to people about forgiveness. And we say, you don't have to be negative. You don't have to be negative. God is with us. God is with us. And so the the church will be, or people calling themselves Christian might be less. But the church is rising up to make a big church because the kingdom is advancing and we are part of that kingdom. Just as a last thing, I spoke at a, a conference r- recently about on Nehemiah and the rebuilding of the wall because I feel the, the digging of the wells and the rebuilding is like c- quite close together. And I spoke all about Nehemiah and the call to rebuild. The walls are broken down. He wept. He got the commission. To rebuild, and spoke on that, and afterwards, it was in a hotel complex, and we came out, and there was this um, weekend newspaper lying in the hotel foyer, and one of the people picked it up and said, "Look at this," and it was quite, it was quite funny, because this was the weekend that the Queen was having her palace redone or whatever. And whether you like her or not is not the point. It's, it's what the newspaper says, yeah? I'm just, I just throw that in. Yeah, th- That's not the point. But, you know, I just felt it a, a, a prophetic statement. God's sense of humor, even, for me. Because the headline is, One is getting the builders in. And I felt God say, You see? One who is him. He is one He is the king. He is getting the builders in. Who are the builders? Come on, who are the builders? Are we all in this together? Are we ready to build? One is getting the builders in. And I want to speak that over you as Barnabas Church. You are the builders. God has unblocked your wells. You may be going through a process of walking free, but what has been done, he heard you, it's been done, it's sorted. It's now to walk in the good of it. What was read this morning was forget the former things. Do not look back. It offered, I thought, yes, as each thing came. I love the prophetic as it just leads one. It's like leave those things behind. Let them stop letting you walk with a limp and move on, because God wants to use every single one of you to build, whether you're from this nation, or you're from another nation, or you are visiting. If you're visiting from another church, take this back with you, because you're part of everything. It's the family together. Um, And if you are uh, not a a follower of Jesus yet, you would like to know more, please be open, because today is the day. Come and help us rebuild the wall and bring hope to the nation. You want to stand, please? (coughs) Father God, we just love you so much. And for me, Lord, I just love the way you tie all these bits together. Bombard me with all these bits and then get them flowing into some sort of word. And Father, thank you that you reminded me that three years ago I spoke about redigging the wells. And then last year you said, Now the wells are open. And it was now remind Barnabas Church, remind them that I've heard them and the wells are open and they can now flow. Simba has found his place again. Whoa. And I speak that royalty over you, really, that of the king. I speak that royalty over you in the name of Jesus. Because we belong to the king. We belong to the king. And it's not being arrogant. It is being biblical. This is who we are. This is who we are. Children of the King. Anointed, empowered, and encountering Jesus on a regular basis to be of hope and help wherever we go. And for this year in this nation, it's January, we've got a whole year to do good, to be different, to be positive, to bring life and hope and then to come back and be refilled and encounter Jesus again. But when we encounter him, we spill out and we take him wherever we go in society. Holy Spirit, come. I know there's a very small place in front here, but I want you to even block the aisles or over there. Well, yes. If you want to encounter, if you want to encounter and have a final unblocking of your own wells, I want you to come this, this side. If you want to encounter him, I want you to come, or in the front, or spill out wherever. This is an invitation to anybody. It's time. It's time. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit come, Holy Spirit come, Father thank you, you said the wells have been unblocked, and so over each person here I speak wholeness and health, health in mind, health in body, health in outlook. In the name of Jesus. I want to ask, Lord, that the good that you've done in them, they will recognize. They will walk out feeling different, knowing that something has changed. That they will walk in their inheritance as a child of the king. Not go running with war togs. And try to to be fit in with someone else, but will be who they are called to be. I want to ask for breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Great breakthrough. Great breakthrough, Lord. Father, will you just walk among them and put your hand on each one's head? Whoa. And speak power and wholeness over each one in Jesus' name. Lord, will you give them an encounter with you? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now I want some of you who are near myers, wall builders, are you a wall builder, I want you to come and pray with them. If you are a regular attender of this church and the leaders know you and so on, I want you to come and lay hands on them, this is the church at work. I'm not going to do the work. I'm here to stir you to do the work and we need lots because look at them they're waiting for you just come, even if you've never prayed with someone before, come and pray give away, come and be part of a group and pray blessing on each person here, can we have some background music or something, thank you we need more people come and give it a go you're a brave people. So any members of the leadership team, come, yeah. prayer team guys, please come. Yes, come. You're all on duty this morning. Yes, everyone's so on duty. So come and uh, lay hands on these guys. Let's be active, Holy Spirit, come. ready to pray. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, We ask for breakthrough, Lord. We ask for confidence for the prayer years that they will pray breakthrough on each one. The wells have been unblocked. The time has come, and the church is on the move to bring hope and help to the nation and the nations. Thank you, Jesus. If you don't have anybody praying with you, can you put your hand up, please? We need some.